Hello, Trap Bays. I'm your host, Gina, and welcome to the Trap Bay Podcast. I hope everybody is out there hustling and using the techniques I talked about in how to grow your Instagram podcast, and you guys are getting some good results off of that. Today's episode is going to be on influencer marketing and kind of how to reach out to influencers, what you should expect, and some stories that I have when I did influencer marketing. First, I'd like to tell you about our website, trapbaypodcast.com. Currently, this podcast is not sponsored, and all of the information is free, so please visit our website. It has all of the links for you for apps that I mentioned or show notes, as well as some other resources on there and our social media links, so that's trapbaypodcast.com. Also, if you could follow us on Instagram at Trap Bay Podcast. I'd appreciate it. I just started the Instagram literally last week. So I'm trying to get gro- uh, growing over there. And your follow would definitely be appreciated. If you listen to the podcast, DM me. Let me know what you're doing. I'd like to give your business a shout out. And we could just be women supporting women. If you're a man too, reach out. I love everybody. <laughs> Influencer marketing. So here we go. First, let me tell you, give you a little background. I have a shoe boutique, and at the time, my best-selling item were clear heels that you see everywhere now. So I started, that was like my main product. I had a variety of styles in those heels. And at the time, they were kind of hard to find, especially on the lower price end. Mine were priced like around between $30 and $40. So what I did was I went to my competitor and I looked up their tag photos and the photos that they were posting of the influencers they worked with. So I would definitely recommend going to your competitors and seeing who they're working with because if they're working with them, then they're probably pretty good at selling products and their audience are are gonna be similar to the audience that you need for your products. So I went to my competitors And I found in their tag photos a lot of micro-influencers. Now, this competitor was not posting the micro-influencers to their page. So these are young ladies with a small following under 10,000 followers. And they're actually going to their site, buying the shoes, and wearing them, and posting them, stylizing them, and tagging the brand, and giving them free publicity. And they don't even repost that. I I think that is so so mean, but but you know that's that's their business model, not mine. So I reached out to a young lady. She had at the time I believe like nine thousand followers. I said, "Hi, I have a shootie. Here are some of my photos. Would you like to collab?" Usually, when you say the word collab, that means exchange of goods for services. So you supply the sh- well, I would supply the shoes, and they would supply the photos. She responded and said, oh my gosh, I love your shoes so much. Yes, I would love to. So I packaged up the shoes. I had a whole, you know, packaging kind of unboxing experience for her so that that would kind of entice her to show the shoes on Instagram stories as well. I noticed that a lot of influencers will use Instagram stories to show their packages and unboxing. So I knew that ahead of time and I made sure that my packaging was really nice and I knew that she would show it and sure enough she did show it on her story. So 
I got a free story post out of it, so that was worth it already. Then, since my shoes were super trendy, she ended up wearing them over the next two years. Like, that is just so crazy. One pair of clear heels. I ended up reaching out to her and sending her a Sephora gift card as a thank you because she did do it for free. She was the first influencer to work with me. And we're still really um, friendly on Instagram. I like all of her posts. I comment. I give her engagement. And she does the same for me. That's another thing to do when you work with influencers and you are collabing. If they're, they're taking time to post your items for free, you should be liking every single one of their photos, giving them con- uh, comments, positive comments. That's kind of helping their engagement, right? And engagement is their business. So you definitely want to support your influencers. Because my product was so on trend and in demand it was not hard for me to find influencers to work with me for free in the beginning i did feel bad like reaching out to someone this is their business and i'm asking them to do it for free or in exchange for goods even though it's still costing me money i have to pay for the shipping the packaging and of course the product so to them, it's, it's free. They're working for free. But to me, I'm actually paying. But it kind of doesn't work that way because they should be paid for their time. But, you know, this is marketing. And since they are a micro-influencer, they were willing to invest in their feed and in their branding and in their tagged products and kind of creating a positive rapport with businesses. So they're showcasing their talents and I get to benefit off that luckily. So like I said, the shoes were very, very popular and I didn't have a hard time with people wanting to collab. And luckily the shoes were cute and the influencers I worked with continued to wear my product, you know, throughout the year and pair it with other outfits. When your products are trendy and they are photogenic, You will not really have a problem finding influencers to work with, especially if you're doing micro. But if your products are a little too niche or, you know, people don't have the same type of taste or style as you, it might be a little more challenging. Once I had a few micro influencers that I worked with, I then um, decided to try to see if a bigger influencer would work with me. You know, and and they said no, or they sent me their rates. And at the time, I didn't really have it in my budget to pay those rates. I got rates from $50 to, I think, $800 was the highest. You know, word on the street is that Kim and Kylie get a million dollars per post. So I guess it just all relates to um, engagement and how many followers they have. If you are paying over $100 um, for one post, I would definitely recommend asking the influencer for their analytics because you want to make sure that you're reaching the right audience. There is a website and I will link it in the show notes on trapbaypodcast.com and that will run a report on an influencer with over 10,000 followers and it'll break down their percentage of male to female followers and the top three interests 
for free and if you need um, more details or more reports you will have to pay I'm not sure of the pricing that's why I'll link it in the show notes on the website but I would definitely recommend doing that before you're shelling out money and it's not even your target market you have to be careful with a lot of these influencers because they end up having a large male following not to say that males aren't going to buy something for their women but most of the time they're not I have a particular influencer I work with and she has about 85,000 followers and I did a collab with her so I didn't pay, I gave gave her product and every time she posts my products, I get a large number of men following me and it just kind of says what her page is about if I don't get any women so unfortunately I'm not going to use her going forward but that's why it's always good to check prior I didn't check on her because I kind of knew her on a personal level so I just ended up doing it but a lot of these women are are beautiful women and they're sexy and unfortunately it's just not the right target market we're looking for unless you're selling to males that is so after a few months of doing uh, micro influencers and collabing I actually had some more capital and I was able to pay Once I started paying influencers for the work, it was so much of a better experience. It was more professional and they put a lot more time and effort and they did everything right and it was just a more enjoyable experience. The last influencer I worked with prior to paying, that's why I said I'm not going to do free collabs anymore. It was just such a terrible experience. I have had influencers receive the product and never post it, never reach out, never respond to questions on why they didn't post. I felt kind of funny, like having sent them product for free and then reaching out and say, why haven't you posted my product? Like, obviously they didn't like it, but I kind of still wanted the feedback and they just didn't respond. Like, if you don't like the product, that's fine. Tell me you don't like it. Let me send you a return label. Let me just not lose out on this piece of inventory that I need. But they would just go missing. So some, some actually stopped posting on their page. I don't know if something personal happened, but I had a few instances in which they just ghosted me. And that's just something that you have to remember and kind of look out for just remember that you could it is a possibility that you will get ghosted but back to the story of the last free influencer I worked with I sent her two pair of shoes and they were both clear she personally picked them out and so I sent them to her she got on Instagram stories and she said oh my gosh these are so cute and then she proceeds to try them on and she says oh my god they don't fit my foot looks like a sausage I mean they are clear shoes and up close they cannot they're not going to be the most attractive thing if you don't have you know nice feet they're going to show everything they're clear but she's just tearing the shoes apart like oh my god these are so ugly remind you she personally picked them out and she's like these are so ugly does anybody want them I'm over here watching her story dying like what are you doing this is not professional if you did not like the shoe that you picked out you should have deleted your story and told me I'm sorry these didn't fit the way I expected do you want them back but of course since she was kind of new to being an influencer she didn't have any professionalism 
And that's very, that's something to look for as well. When you're working with a paid influencer, you're going to get another level of professionalism. And that really taught me a really valuable lesson because I uh, messaged her and I said, I'm sorry you didn't like the shoes. I kept it professional, but I said, I'm sorry you did not like the shoes. Is there anything I can do? Would you like another pair? Would you like to just send them back? And she said, oh no, I'll keep them. I'm giving them away. And I'm like, I didn't ask for that. But you know what I said? I took a deep breath and I just said, okay, never again. And never again it was. After that, I ended up paying for my post because you know you're going to get the post. You're going to get professionalism. And I was, I've been able to get some really good rates, especially working with people from 10 to 40,000 followers. It's usually all under $100. I had a young lady who had about 5,000 followers and she charged me $50. And actually, it was a little... Let me go back to that. She first came to me and asked me if I wanted to collab. And I said, sure, I'll send you some shoes. So I did. And then she posted them on her Insta stories. And she said, oh my god, everybody, she DM'd me and said, everybody loves your shoes. If you want, I can do a featured post on my blog for $50. And I said, oh, that's great. That's you know, using Gary Vee's uh, Jab Jab Right Hook. So of course I didn't say no. I loved her the way she went about it. Like she gave me something for free. And she said, do you want more of this? I can give it to you. And she was professional. And I said, yes, she had a blog. I actually got some um, good response from her um, post. So I said, let's do it. And I ended up Venmoing her $50. But just um, a little side note, when working with influencers, you want to use PayPal because if they end up not posting or doing what is outlined in the invoice, then you can actually dispute it and get your money back because a lot of influencers love to ghost. My best friend has a boutique. A lot of influencers do that to her. They'll charge her and they'll never post it. Or a lot of influencers will do it for free and still not post it. So you kind of want to be protected. So try to use PayPal and make sure the terms are on your invoice. But back to her, she ended up doing a whole photo shoot at a hotel in my shoes. I ended up sending her more. The photos look so great. She posted like six times on her actual feed and a bunch in the stories and then sent me all of the images so that I can use them on my page or on my website. And that was just way more value for $50 than I could ever dreamed of. So we're still friends on Instagram and I still like all her photos and you know I know she's always there and she did bring me a few customers so it actually really really paid off. On my website, trapbaypodcast.com, I have an influencer email template. You can also use it in the DM, but it'll give you some specific uh, verbiage to use when speaking with influencers so that it comes off professional and polite. And you can just kind of have a template to go off of so that you're just not, you know, doing it blind. As of the recording of this podcast, it is June 2019. And I just started last week. I just started this podcast last week. I just started my Instagram last week. Um, So please go ahead and subscribe. Please follow me. I'm doing all of this for free as of now. And if you have any questions or want me to do a business shout out, contact me on my uh, website, trapbaypodcast.com or on Instagram, trapbaypodcast. Follow me. I would appreciate it. 
you know, until I get super big and blow up, I can answer your questions. So I'm here to help. I love all you guys get out there and hustle and let's get it.